is it? Should we laugh about how long it's been? Well, of course. What? How do we? How to podcast? <laughs> Don't wait four months. <laughs> But what I don't want to do is just create a Jesus that's comfortable for me so I can keep doing my sin. Yay! Welcome to A Couple Thoughts Podcast! We are A Couple Thoughts Podcast. (laughs) So professional. (laughs) So professional. We say it twice. Nice. It's our new slogan. Uh, We've missed doing this. (laughs) Yeah, we have. It's been too long... Sorry. It's been four months too long. Ah, don't remind them how long it's been. Maybe oh. in their mind it was only like Oh, if you're one new to the podcast, welcome to episode one. No. Where we're really good at doing it all the time. We're very consistent. Yes. <laughs> Children and jobs don't, you know, they take the back burner. You know, yeah, holidays, psh, whatever. Who needs them? Weddings, my brother in England, you know, forget it. Let's do a podcast. We'll do that. We'll get the podcast done. And our kid is super cute. Oh my gosh, she's so cute, you guys. She's two now, and she's beautiful. She's hilarious and funny, and she sings, and she dances, and she's perfect. Okay, so I'm Chris. I'm Natalie. And um, we should have done that earlier, but it's fine. This is our podcast where we talk about anything from Kung Fu Panda 3's soundtrack to... Kung Fu Panda 1 soundtrack. <laughs> and everything in between. And everything in between. Such as Kung Fu Panda 2's soundtrack. And sound design and sound editing. <laughs> we just like <laughs> we love talking about sound. This is the sound <laughs> podcast. If you've clearly have seen and is evident in all of our episodes, like that Tai Long scene. Okay, so the anyway. Tai Long scene in Kung Fu Panda One <laughs> is one of the best sound design scenes of all time. Also, when they do the chopsticks with the dumplings. Oh, that was so cool. The bowls. Anyways, no, this podcast talks about lots of things from. Spiritual matters to not so spiritual matters, <laughs> such as movies, as you can see. Um, what are you drinking? I am drinking hot chocolate Ooh. out of my newest mug that I got for Christmas from from Chris, and it says "Just Be a Unicorn." And if you go to our Facebook page, you can see a picture of it because it's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com/slash A Couple Thoughts. Um, I am drinking a Lacroix. Do you guys drink LaCroix? I think I've talked about these before on the podcast. We have. We're usually okay. drinking them, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like, you know, nice nighttime drinks. They're like water 2.0. Yeah, we record these at night. So nice nighttime drinks like decaf drinks. And uh, and I'm drinking out of a very dramatic mug from Thailand. The handle is an elephant's head. You put your finger through his trunk and it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it is way more awesome than it sounds. It, yeah, it definitely looks as um, awesome as it sounds. And it was made by I believe uh, rescued women in Thailand. I think it was definitely hand painted. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's going to be good. That's going to be good. Good stuff. Um, Yeah, so um, save women in Thailand, by the way. Yeah. Lots of uh, human trafficking there. Yeah, stop that. Speaking of human trafficking, we should stop that here, too. Stop human trafficking already. Just stop. I know. Seriously, guys. Don't traffic humans. Don't even get me started. It makes me so mad. It's a pretty uh, crazy thing. But um, we have people that we know personally and others who are doing a lot to stop it. So, Yeah, go look at Elijah Rising. Is it ElijahRising.org? I don't know. Probably Google Elijah Rising with the name Micah and you'll find it. Yeah. So it's 2019. Wow. It's a new year. We had uh, really good holidays. Very, very busy like last three months. Mm-hmm. I have no excuse for the fourth one. Sorry about that, guys. But <laughs> the other three were really busy. <laughs> but they're really good. I hope you guys had a good good Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year and all that jazz. But we're excited to get back in the swing of things and start doing our podcast more. Heck yeah. We got some good topics, good guests coming up. We do. Yeah. We got a few 
things lined up and it's going to be good. Going to be a good start to the new year. Mm -hmm. So if you guys are listening and you're glad we're back, let us know either on our Facebook page or tweet us on the Twitter. Tweet us on the Twitter. Oh, I said it right. Dang it. (laughs) He said tweet us though. Tweet us. Okay. Tweet us on the tweet. What is it? We're old. (laughs) So topic at hand. What are we talking about? Today's topic is, I'm excited about today's topic because we've touched on it, but we wanted to spend a little more time on it today. And it's about Jesus, which sounds pretty basic, but more importantly, misconceptions about Jesus and ways that we kind of create Jesus to fit what we want him to be instead of who he actually was and the dangers of doing that and the importance of serving Jesus as he is, not as we personally think he is. So whether you're a Christian or not, we're noticing people just seem to kind of make up the Jesus they want for their current situation and then and then use him to make a point and stuff. And you're like, wait, but that's not how Jesus really is. You know, it's like if you want to use him for your own gain, at least do it right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe don't use Jesus for your own gain. There you go. <laughs> But you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't make up some Jesus and then say, see, Jesus did this or Jesus acted like that. And then it's not even true. Yeah. So we found a meme that I have seen shared by um, my Christian friends and my non-Christian friends alike. So I just noticed it because it's kind of, you know, come across my little Facebook more than once. And it's this kind of thinking, I guess, that we've noticed more and more about this um worship of nice Jesus, like just nice Jesus. Jesus was hippie, mild Jesus. And I'm like, well, I'm reading some things in the Bible that doesn't make me think Jesus was very hippie-ish or nice all the time, but he was kind. And I want to talk about that later, the difference between nice and kind, because there is a pretty important and significant difference. But anyway, the meme says, Jesus was a radical, nonviolent revolutionary who hung around with lepers, hookers, and crooks, wasn't American, and never spoke English, was anti-wealth, anti-death penalty, anti-public prayer, but was never anti-gay, never mentioned abortion or birth control, never called the poor lazy, never justified torture, never fought for tax cuts for the wealthiest Nazarenes, never asked a leper for a copay, and was a long-haired, brown-skinned, homeless community organizing anti-slut-shaming Middle Eastern Jew by... John Fugelslang, who I don't know who that is, so maybe you guys know John, him. And John what? Fugelsang? Fugelsang? I can't see it that well. Fugelsang. Fugelsang. Anyway, I'm probably saying his name wrong. I don't know who he is, so I don't want to, you know, maybe this is taking out of context, so nothing against John, but just taking this meme alone. That is not out of context. John does is a very troubled man, and if you are cringing during that meme... Then you're like me. And if you had shared that meme, then thanks for listening. And we're going to go through it a little bit and maybe shed some light on the situation here. Yes. Just because there are some misconceptions. There's some truth in there, too. But truth mixed with not truth is even more dangerous. So Jesus was a radical, nonviolent revolutionary who hung around with lepers, hookers, and crooks. Yeah. He was Uh, revolutionary. He was violent, though. He was... Yeah, it's, so we want to we want to address the nonviolent. Of course, most of you know the story we're going to share, but it's a good example of a time where Jesus wasn't um, mild mannered. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was a little violent, and it was when he turned over um, the money changing tables that were in front of the temple, and it was the house of the Lord, which is you know his father and God, and you know they are one and kind of a big deal. And he was so mad that he grabbed whips and was whipping around and shoving tables over (laughs) and basically causing a big old scene. Not super mild and not super, like, nice. And Jesus, like you said, is one with God. So Jesus is God. They're the same. And if you've read the Old Testament, you're going to see some violence in there. There's some violence. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so that one was just a little... Okay. Um, He wasn't American. I agree with that. Hung around with lepers, hookers, and crooks. Hung around is very different than accepting how they live just throwing that out there um wasn't american why would you even say that yeah who, duh who duh, says who he thinks wasn't. he's american okay and i don't care that he never spoke english no he didn't yeah, who cares was anti-wealth and anti-death penalty 
an anti-public prayer. Well, <laughs> anti-what? So wealth. Anti-wealth. There is several examples where Jesus talked to. There's the rich young ruler, and he said, "You need to go and give up all that you have." And the moral of that story was, the young man couldn't give it up, all his wealth and possessions. And the moral of that story was more that it's the kingdom of heaven and salvation was more important than his things. Jesus wasn't against the man, but he was he was against the hold that the man's possessions had on mm-hmm. him. And he says it is harder for someone like that to enter heaven than for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle, something like that. Yeah. Then there was another time with Zacchaeus where he asked him to give half of what he had. So, you know, (laughs) he's definitely pro being generous, which that should be obvious. And I don't think any Christian would ever debate that. And he wasn't wealthy himself, but I don't remember him spending a lot of time just saying that someone who is wealthy is yeah. wrong. Yeah. And a lot of his parables involved someone who owned land, was lord of his mm-hmm. estate. Some of the stories, they were the example of the righteous thing to do. So it's just kind of a stretch. I remember, the Bible doesn't teach that money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money. Yes. He doesn't say, don't be rich. He says, it's going to suck if you're rich because it's going to be even harder for you mm-hmm. to not let that get to you. But he does let people be rich. Anti-wealth, this sounds like this whole uh, wage equality thing is just people who are jealous. They don't want they don't want poor people to have more money. They want rich people to have less money. Anti-death penalty. He, I, it does seem like he didn't support like just killing people for any reason, any crime, but murder. It says those who kill by the sword shall die by the sword, which makes me think in that particular example, he might have thought, well... If and the wages of sin is death. There's that one, and he and Jesus had to die by the Roman form for of, sin for our sins. So that's a penalty of death. I mean, he I died on a cross in between two thieves who were dying on a cross, <laughs> and in that moment, he didn't address the ant- the death penalty. He addressed their souls. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-public prayer, totally not true. He says, "Don't be hypocritical and pray out loud." in front of everybody to show how great you are. But he also prayed in front of like 4,000 people when he was feeding them and several other examples. But was never anti-gay, never mentioned abortion or birth control, never called the poor lazy, never justified torture. You're going through too many too fast. Never fought for tax cuts because I can come them all together. Because the point they're making is he never addressed, um, he was never anti-gay, never mentioned abortion or birth control, never called the poor lazy. He never talked about child sacrifice. He never talked about elderly abuse. He never talked about... I don't even know if he specifically mentioned rape, did he? No. And he definitely was against that. And he upheld the law. He talked. He taught from the Torah. Oftentimes he quoted the Old Testament when making his point. So this was a man who believed... I mean, he was he was a Jewish man who was raised as a Jewish rabbi. So... Even though he never specifically talked about these things, we can have a pretty good idea what he thought about these things. Now, he talks about sexual immorality more than once, so we have a pretty clear idea of, you know, what he felt about that. But even though he didn't talk about every sin known to man, just looking at the fact that he and the Father are one, like we spoke about earlier, we know plenty of what God thinks about all those sins. Okay, move on. And calling the poor lazy... I, I don't think every poor person is lazy because there's a lot of people who work hard and they still are just struggling. But there there's a parable that Jesus shared that talked about a lazy servant and he called him the servant wicked and even mentioned that his laziness led to his poverty. Proverbs talks a lot about being lazy. Sluggards. Yeah. Uh, never justify torture. In fact, I wasn't even looking up the scripture for this. I was reading something else in Matthew where it... <laughs> But it, it was a rather violent verse. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Never fought for tax cuts. He told, mm-hmm. he told them to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's when they asked him. Um, so he, he never said not to pay their taxes. Never asked a leper for a copay. Thank God. He, he healed them. I'm so glad he did. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to ask a leper for a copay either. 
he probably he probably had long hair, his brown skin. That's great. Yeah, he was a Jewish man and he was Middle Eastern. Uh, he wasn't. It says a homeless community organizing. He chose to live amongst the people because that was how he did his ministry. I wouldn't say he was homeless because he probably could have gone to hang out with Mary and Joseph whenever he wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could have, you know, gone home. And he had a ton of friends that he was, you know, staying with. Anti-slut-shaming I, Middle Eastern Jew. I don't know. I don't know what the... <laughs> anti-slut. He, he Guys, did you know that people... Jesus was anti-slut-shaming Middle Eastern like he, Jew? He didn't what even... is that even? Yeah, he did not care about that phrase. That is our own modern phrase. So sure, I'll agree with you. But here's what he did. The woman caught in adultery, the one the one we always talk about, mm-hmm. where he said, you who are without sin, throw the first stone. I love that because it was an awesome act of mercy. And it was showing the hypocrisy of those who wanted to stone her because we are all with sin. So I love that. But then he didn't just say, I, he didn't just say, you know, keep living how you're living. Do what you want. The very no next thing. Yeah, no shame. The very next thing he said is where your accusers now go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say continue what you're doing. No big deal. He says, we're good, man. Yeah. And then the woman at the well, he calls her out. He says, I know you've had several husbands and the man you're with right now is not even your husband. He calls out her sin. And it was actually the calling out of her sin that she was like, oh, my gosh, this guy just read my mail. And by the way, she called herself a dog and nice Jesus, like you would think a nice person would do, would be like, no, 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 you're not. And, you know, some dogs are, you know, dogs are sweet, cute. He didn't. He agreed with her and continued on with his point. So <laughs> he he wants, he doesn't want us to live in our sin. Mm-hmm. That's his main point. I don't care what you call it. But just don't do things like this where you're twisting scripture or flat out taking scripture out of context or flat out misquoting scripture to make our modern day points Mm -hmm. or slogans seem more biblical or something. It's just. It's so 2019, though. Come on, Jesus. Jesus needs to modify with the times, man. Apparently. And if that's the Jesus you want, you're going to have to find a different Jesus Mm because it is not the Jesus that we know and love and serve. Jesus is the same today as he was yesterday and forever and forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are big, big advocates of nice hippie Jesus, I I sympathize with you because nice people are pleasant, right? I, I want to be nice. And more importantly, I want to be kind. So I wanted to read the definition of nice and kind really quick, if you would all do me the honors and lend me your ears. So nice means pleasing and agreeable in nature, having a pleasant or attractive appearance, exhibiting courtesy and politeness versus kindness. Kindness, the definition is of a friendly, generous or warm hearted nature, showing sympathy or understanding, humane, considerate. There's another definition about doing something from the goodness of your heart or from compassion. A lot of times nice comes from a place of fear or wanting to people please, which I'm guilty of. We're all guilty of. We see what society around us um, deems nice, like what is acceptably nice, and we want to fit that. Whereas kindness is being moved with compassion, going the extra mile, doing something for someone else. So a lot of time, niceness doesn't require much from you, and it makes you more acceptable to those around you. Whereas kindness just seems to go beyond just being nice and actually doing something sacrificially, I'll say, put it that way, for someone else, or just going the extra mile for someone else, despite just appearances of seeming nice, it's requiring Mm -hmm. an action from you. And I think that's what's more important. So there are times that Jesus seems really nice and everything, but even more importantly, Jesus is kind. But when we think of nice nowadays in 2019... Jesus definitely doesn't fit that mold. And that was mm-hmm. some of the examples that we wanted to talk about. Jesus often called people names like brood of vipers. Uh, what is it? Whitewashed tombs. Wicked, gener- wicked and perverse generation. Swine. <laughs> Swine. Um, and he liked to tell, not like to. Well, maybe he did. He told a lot of people that they were wrong. Yeah. And they were doing bad things. Like, hey, stop sinning. And, hey, you hypocrites. Yeah, and that's, if you did that today, oh, why you be judging me, you know? Why are you so mean? Why no you, one wants to be called out. Yeah, exactly, but 
he would call people out and but he did it because he cared for them yeah that's the thing he wasn't nice he was loving yeah and he loved them so much they had to tell them about who they were so that they could be saved you know Mm -hmm. i think about eternity not think about right here and now i want them to like me yeah i think a lot of people in general think that way but christians also in general want to be liked by non-christians so much that they forget about the big picture Mm -hmm. and and i can't blame them you know we all want to be liked it's not fun to say things that rattle feathers but using jesus as your reason why you don't rattle feathers doesn't work because that's what he did almost all the time. I mean, he was challenging everything. I mean, imagine this little guy from Nazareth, you know, teaching in the synagogue. And then he's like, you've looked for a savior. Oh, that's me. Oh, let me forgive sins. And they're Mm -hmm. like, who is this guy that he thinks he can forgive sins? Like the arrogance, the audacity of this man to say he's God. He made them so mad. They killed him. You guys, they killed him on a cross, like the worst death. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it because he was nice. They didn't do it because he was meek and mild. He challenged everything and he shook things up. And we're not saying all this to give you an excuse to be jerks. That's not, he wasn't a jerk. Like Chris said, he was loving. Mm-hmm. So when we love somebody, we want them to have that gift. Now, if they don't want it, then that's fine. We're not going to keep talking about it or, you mm-hmm. know, hit him over the head with it. Like that doesn't do anybody any good. But it's not wanting to just make you feel bad because we're all sinners. We're mm-hmm. all come short. We're, we all fall short. We all have our things. So it's not coming from a position that I'm without sin, but you have it. It's I'm a sinner and you're a sinner. Let's not celebrate our sin together. Let's let go of that. Let's let Jesus wash us clean and live life to serve him, not ourselves and what makes us feel good. Like uh, recently, that guy, I'm sure you guys heard, guys heard, that went to that island by Thailand to uh, share the gospel and he ended up getting killed. And Christians and non-Christians alike gave him a lot of flack for that because he would, quote-unquote, bring disease or, quote-unquote, it was illegal, how dare he, quote-unquote, they were just fine without you know, us meddling in their lives, quote unquote. Um, But you guys gotta understand, as a Christian, all those things are nothing compared to eternity separated from God. So that's where the guy, his name was John, that's where he was coming from. That was in his mindset. That is why none of that mattered. Like, you could say, hey, but it's illegal. Like, so, like, they're going to be eternally separated from God. Mm. I have to go. I have to tell them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, non-Christians, I don't expect to understand that, but when Christians give them flack, or at least people who call themselves Christians, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, th- I don't see those Christians doing much for eternity. And that, by if evidenced by that thought of, like, how dare he go over there? Like, how do you not understand why he went over there Yeah, as a Christian, you know? Mm-hmm. And Jesus broke the law. He healed on the Sabbath. He yeah, was, seriously. He was healing a guy. <laughs> He's healing this guy from sickness. And they got mad at him. The Pharisees got mad at him. So uh, another example, when Jesus wasn't super nice sounding, um, when he was cursing the fig tree, um, when he taught, yeah, we said oh, it earlier. An- he's anti-green. He's anti-green. He's, he's oh, killing, no. He's killing trees. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he killed a tree. Yeah, so this is crazy. So seeing at a distance a fig tree and leaf, he, Jesus, went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Like he just said, it wasn't even fig season. And the guy cursed this fig tree. <laughs> Maybe he was just hungry and frustrated. Could Jesus have been hangry? <gasps> Is this a biblical reference for hangriness? I knew it. I'm justified in my hanger. <laughs> no, Lord, forgive me. I, oh, 
I can't even let food use food as an excuse. Well, Jesus says we can be hangry, just don't let the sun go down in our hanger. <laughs> and true. don't uh, sin while hangry. That's right. Don't sin while hangry. Yes. And there's a difference between um, rage, anger, and righteous anger. There's a difference. Like when you're talking about drums and you're angry, <laughs> that Christian drummers play the same dang beacon, beat on every dang song. Oh. I'm righteously angry. <laughs> so if you guys want to hear Chris do a whole like two-hour podcast about this, he can do it. And I will. So if you really want to hear this, I might not participate so much, <laughs> but I would love to hear him go off. Because Just it write is good music, please. <laughs> We're Christians. We should be doing the best stuff. So another one, another talk about insult. Um, when Jesus, this is in Matthew 16. I'm going to read. Um, just verse 22 and 23. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. Jesus was just foretelling of his own death. That was what Peter was responding to. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's. I mean, this is his buddy who just doesn't want him to die. (laughs) And he says, get behind me, Satan. Jesus, that wasn't very nice, Jesus. Here's another big one. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Matthew 10, 34. That one's always a challenging, especially for nonviolent Jesus. Doesn't he mention also that we will turn, our family will turn against us? Oh, yes. There was one, if you do not hate your mother or father or brother or sister, even your own life, you are not worthy to follow me or something like that. Basically. You guys should look it up. Yeah, that one's pretty big. Sorry, I'm not as good. We're not as, we're, we're not like uh super good with all the references but what we're the gist of what we're saying is in the bible somewhere i'm trying to give some though i'm we're trying, trying to be we're trying a to make extra. them seek yeah you, you know <laughs> you guys should go do your own homework you know yeah. we want to give it all to you that's right want to baby you yeah get in the word all right he says but whoever denies me before men i will also deny him before my father who is in heaven do not think that i came to bring peace on the earth i did not come to bring peace but a sword for I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be the members of his household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it. And he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. Epic. That's just intense. Mm-hmm. I mean... I thought he was just some hippie with a joint sitting on the curb going, dude, just love everyone. I love you. I love you. You just do you, man. If you're killing babies, yeah. you do you. Whatever your truth is, man, you follow your truth. Yeah, my truth man. doesn't matter. Now listen to us. And listen. I'll bring you to heaven easy. Just come my way. You got to understand, if you do, if you are not a Christian, if you're not following Christ, I'm not shocked that you don't believe in the Bible or are following it. So... You know, it's actually going to be easier for me to hang out with you because at least you're honest. It's when Christians, this is what really bothers us, is when Christians apply this super nice hippie Jesus as a reason to just... um, Not be Christian, to be frank. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus said they will hate me, or they hated me, they will hate you. Why would people hate super nice loving Christians. It's because, like we talked about earlier, no one wants to be challenged. No one wants to be told what they're doing is wrong. And Christians aren't supposed to just going around seeking what you're doing wrong. We went over that already. But it is supposed to be important to us to live the standard that Jesus set. And he, Jesus was offensive. And I've talked to this with my friends who aren't Christians. And I've said, listen, if you're, don't get mad at me. This is what the Bible says. And by nature, the Bible's kind of offensive. Christianity it, by nature, is sort of an offensive religion when you think about it. I mean, Jesus it's an does exclusive say exclusive religion. It's not inclusive. Yeah, it all says, are welcome. It, it but it says it's the only one that is true. Yeah, and, and it's it like remember, I is, didn't say that. Yeah, Jesus did. There is no other God but Jesus. There is only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. I mean, it's a very exclusive religion. That's yeah. I mean, there's not. There is no coexist with Christianity. It's either true or not true and if it's true it's extremely important and if it's not true it's of no importance the awesome thing about christianity though is it's the only one where the it's the only religion where god himself died for his people 
And he says, I wish that none perish and all come to me, but the way to me is through Christ. So, I mean, as soon as you talk to someone who doesn't think Christ is the way to God, you're going to have a difference of opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that doesn't or if mean the you Christ can't... that they're talking about is not the Christ that's in the Bible. You're going to butt heads on it, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's okay to butt heads on it. And it's oh, yeah. okay to talk about this, which is why we we put we put our hearts out there on the podcast and we've always said if you think we're wrong, let us know. And sometimes I'm sure we have been. But what I just don't want us to do anymore and I'm, I am guilty of this, too. I, I want people to like me. I don't always want to challenge people. There have been many times I, I should have said something or I could have said something, but I was too scared of what someone would think of me, and I didn't. So I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that. I'm not saying you're all stupid. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm in this boat, too. But what I don't want to do is just create a Jesus that's comfortable for me so I can keep doing my sin. What was Jesus really like? Was Jesus just nice? And it was very clear that Jesus wasn't just nice but he was kind. It makes me think of that part in the Chronicles of Narnia, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, when the kids and Mr. and Mrs. Beaver are talking about Aslan. And Mr. Beaver says, safe? Don't you hear what Mrs. Beaver tells you? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And in the movie version, Mr. Tumnus mentions, you know, um, after all, he's not a tame lion, but he is good. Or Lucy adds on, but he is good. And I just really like that that point that I think C.S. Lewis is making. I I think we've kind of made Jesus really safe and really tame, but he wasn't necessarily either of those things, but he is good and he is the king. Um, And I just, I just love that. You don't come to Christianity to have your best life now or to be your true self or, oh, I found Christianity and now I'm, um, you know, I'm loving who I really am, or I'm finding out who I am. It's, no, you come and you die. <laughs> it ain't about you. Uh-uh. You come <laughs> and you die You die to yourself, and your life is now God's, and you live for him. Mm-hmm. There's none of this. You're not adding Christ to your life. You're giving. destroying your life. <laughs> You're giving your life to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And you get eternal life and glory with him. It's a pretty good payoff, I would think. Word. Totally. It's what you were meant for. Created for. Mm-hmm. On that note, today I saw uh, reading James 4, and I know Jesus didn't say this, James did, but we believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, so God said. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us. But he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And then it's kind of crazy. It says, be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. And I, I'm all about happiness. I'm a happy person. Mm-hmm. I do have a good life and I love my life. But I think here, it's just important to show that the friendship with the world is hostility toward God. Like we can't, that can't be more important to us, like Chris was just saying. So I just thought, wow, it's pretty intense. Mm-hmm. And when it talks about don't be friends with the world, it's not saying you can't have friends who are not Christians or who are in the world. It's saying don't compromise the truth to be a friend of the world. Mm-hmm. Stick to your guns and be genuine. And if people don't like it, and that's on them, not you. Be genuine. Mm-hmm. And be kind. Not just nice. And play drums good. And, you know, be better on social media. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Do we have time for that? We talked a while about the first one. So speaking of being better <laughs> on social media, we wanted to end this podcast with a little 2019 tips 
of um, some social media etiquette. Kristen Adley, social media etiquette for 2019. Kind of just ending on a bit of a lighthearted comedy and a little bit of a <laughs> serious um etiquette tips. Some <laughs> sarcastic tips, some not sarcastic tips. So <laughs> we hate to admit it, and we're you know we're past 30, so it's different for us than like people in their 20s or even late teens. But you said it earlier, and this is the day and age we live in. Mm-hmm. Social media is everywhere. It's changed everything. It's changed everything. So um, can't avoid that. So might as well help it at least at least guide it a bit and uh, <laughs> give some tips out there for your new year. Some uh, tips. So let, let's 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 start with number one. Number one. Think about the content that you're sharing, people. Ask yourself. If someone else was sharing this, would I care about this? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take 10 minutes. Okay, maybe not that long. A couple minutes of my day to post this. Is it really worth posting? <laughs> Such as? <laughs> I can't think of right now. Um, a play-by-play of your day, like um, weather updates. I don't know. I have an app for that. Um, yeah, these play-by-plays, like I'm walking in the store. I'm buying something. What soup should I buy, guys? I'm checking out. I went with Wow, the what a beautiful noodle. day. It's 72 degrees. Hey guys, guess what? No one cares. And no one cares you bought soup. Just, I mean, do what you want, but I mean <laughs> I mean, you could post it. It's free country, but yeah. just know that no one cares. <laughs> just know that no one cares. Okay. Um, all right. Up your meme game, guys. Come on. It's 2019. There's some stellar memes out there. Don't waste my time with some, like, what do you call it, clip art that sparkles and stuff? Come yeah. on, there's good memes now. Especially, the, there's always the spiritual ones that, like, grandmas post. Oh, well, God bless them. Like, Their grandmas are excused. Jeremiah 2911 with the Jesus Christ and purple sparkles. <laughs> God love them. But um, <laughs> just know that, you know, I don't, not, not, there's better really, memes out there. There's guys. better. There's better memes out there, guys. I don't know, like a nice C.S. Lewis quote with a river in the background. There or, you go. Or you know James four. <laughs> That'd be a good one. <laughs> with a black hole behind it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, now here, a slightly more serious one. Um, don't post something controversial. I can't say that word. Controversial. Is that how you say? It? I think. Con- don't contra- post something controversial. Controversial. Don't don't post something controversial. Or controversial. Something like that. <laughs> Is that controversial to say how to say it? Probably. Don't post something controversial <laughs> if you don't want controversy. I can say that one. Yeah, controversy. Um, I have had people post things like, oh, you know, XYZ, Trump XYZ, right? Of course, anything with his name is controversial. Or XYZ, socialism XYZ. <clears throat> And then they're so, you know, the post is so, like, has this, like, either virtual signal feel or just anger feel behind it. And you're like, huh. And let's say I agree with it. Cool. But let's say I don't agree with it. You posted it. It should be open for engagement. Mm-hmm. So I come in. I give a little um, facts and logic, if you will. <laughs> and then, boom, like, you guys either shut it down or say, oh, it's late. I'm going to talk to you later. Or um, this isn't going anywhere. I'm out. Or don't come at me with, you know, that and this. You just don't understand. Like, Learn how to have a proper conversation. Yeah, learn how to have a proper conversation. Like, Or don't post it if you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. I had a friend post something about socialism and Jesus, actually. So I was like, oh, interesting. And I was genuinely like thinking, huh, this guy's a Christian. He's pretty smart. I wonder what he knows. I don't know. I want to, you know, ask him a few questions about like, hey, don't you think, I know you're a Christian. Don't you think this, this, and that though? Like, would Jesus actually blah, 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 blah? And then five minutes later, next thing you know, my comment is deleted. And he private messages me. And he's like, I see the things you post. You don't even know. I can't believe you can come in there and say you're just asking a question. You're probably just being mean and trolling and how dare you and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, buddy. Hmm. Like, I mean, all I did was just ask a question. And like that kind of like would force him to defend his, you know, ideas. And I'll tell you this much. 
there's five or six other comments and like 20 likes and they're all hearting it and loving it <gasps> you're so smart oh and you're so great and oh and then i'm popping there just a little a question to challenge it and then that happens mm-hmm. guys learn how to have a conversation it's okay if someone disagrees with you you know be nice about it go back and forth facts and logic and if you don't want to do that if that's something you don't want to do if you just want a virtue signal and get a bunch of likes and feel good about yourself don't but if you actually have a stance and you want to stand for something and you want to post about it, that's awesome. But if someone is, you know, against it, have a conversation with them and let it all out be out there for everyone to see and engage. So you don't end up in an echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't want to have a conversation and defend yourself, then don't post. Yeah. Which ties into the next one I wanted to talk about, which is just behave. Treat others online like you would if they were really in the room. I think that's a lot of times, we've heard this, everyone's talked about this, but you can hide behind the computer screen. There's not as much at stake. But I still, even on social media, I want to present myself as I am, like you said, just being genuine. And so when I talk to someone, I want to talk to them as if they were actually in the room. And it ties in with what you were just saying. Like, would you just say, ah, stop, I already know what you're saying, you're just being mean, and then shove me out of the room so I'm deleted outside. <laughs> like, no, like, if we were really in the room together, we'd probably be talking very civilly because we know one another, we're friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just just behave, be kind, <laughs> not just nice. One that is always okay, cat videos. Keep them coming. Cat videos are always okay and acceptable. Always, always. Rule number 85 and a half. Rule number 85 and a half. The next one. I've got the cutest kid in the world, so I can definitely understand this one. Plus, I've got, like, two of the cutest cats in the world. Your kids, your pets, I know they're cute. And I know you really, really want the world to know how cute they are. So I'll give you this. One a day. One a day should suffice, well, right? This is pretty good, yeah. One a day or, 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 or clump them together and maybe one post at the end of the week. I don't know. I am a dumper, so I'm kind of like nothing for two weeks. And then I'm like, here's 70 photos. So, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just not spreading them out so it doesn't seem as bad but i know it's tempting because you guys we got some cute kids out there we got some cute animals i know you love your car you just fixed Mm -hmm. up or whatever but like 20 a day i don't know (laughs) let's just come on guys let's 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 cut back a bit my favorite one speaking of we mentioned this verse earlier when it says if you deny me before men i'll deny you before my father so i don't know how many i've gotten it says share this if you love jesus if not he'll deny you before his father like that blatant i'm like all right, guys. So here's another reason I can see why Christianity does seem a little annoying to people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stop it. Speaking of stopping, um, stop with the virtue signaling just in general. Changing your profile picture for France isn't going to help France. <laughs> um, so don't bother in virtue signal. I mean, all it does is make you feel good about yourself, and that helps no one. If you want to help France, help France. If you want to help kids, help kids. But don't just change your profile picture or say, I support so-and-so or whatever. Anyway, if I mean, that makes if sense. if you're going to do it, at least have the action behind it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can virtue signal if you're virtuous. <laughs> if you're going out there and doing something for the children and say, boom, I'm out here with the children, working hard. I'm like, dude, awesome. awesome. I'm there for you. But if you're like, I care for children. Yeah, so does everyone. Or they should. If you don't care for children, please care for children. So I have a couple of these I've got I've gotten which the if you're seeing this you've survived the cut. But it's fine it's whatever I guess it you know makes me feel good I survived the cut. But really do we really need to have you know the whole unfriended post thing? We all clean house. No one needs a big to do about we it. We unfriend people all the time. We don't need to tell anyone about Just it. Just unfriend and keep going. We all got them. They're there. A 100% you've got a friend involved in that pyramid scheme that's trying to sell you something. <laughs> now here's let me say this. You got to earn a buck. And I'm all for you earning a buck. Here's the thing. If I haven't talked to you in 10 years, we don't have to small talk. Just say, hey, I'm trying to sell this thing. I need money. Do you want this product? Eh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Boom. It's the, it's the let me act like I want to reconnect and like we should go do something or blah, 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 blah. Sell, yeah. sell, 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 sell. Come mm-hmm. on. That just makes me feel bad. I know you don't want to do it and you're probably genuinely nice. And even you might actually want to reconnect with me. But you can't use the pyramid scheme to do it. So 
I, yeah. I, I understand some of you have to use social media for it, and I hope I do wish you the best, and I want you to make money and be successful. I would rather you just cut to the chase, though. Like, I'm, you sell what you got to do. You do what you got to do, darling. But just sell it to me straight. Don't sugarcoat it. Just be mm-hmm. like, hey, I got this stuff. It works. You want it or not? Like, mm-hmm. for me personally, I don't what about do What about the posts of, like, everyone every day saying, oh, I drank my such and such drink today. Or, oh, I used my da-da-da today and worked out eight times. I'm awesome. By the way, if you want you to be me, then buy my products because I'm awesome. And you can see it every day on my 10 Instagram posts. It just, it, (laughs) it can just get a bit much because poor you, you don't know that I have 70 friends doing the same thing. So, I mean, maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's just 70 of you (laughs) are selling the same thing. So I'm seeing 70 of you at the gym 70 times a day. Drinking a little pink drink. (laughs) You know it's true. You were not supposed to go. And that's, and pink drinks are probably a good product, but I don't want to see you drinking it a thousand times a day. (laughs) And I don't want you to want me to drink it a thousand times a day. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right, let's see. Um, The food posts, I can't say anything to because if a barista makes me a super beautiful cup of coffee, you better believe I'm going to Instagram the crap out of that. I just am. I'm sorry. (laughs) One time someone put a dragon in my cup, a dragon. Post, repost, share every year when it comes on my time lap, whatever that thing is called. Time hop, time scoop, whatever it is. But I mean, maybe not a thousand food posts, but even I'm kind of like, you know, if it's a beautiful plate of food, maybe because when you make something, you know what it took. So I personally Mm -hmm. am okay with the the food posts. I don't know. I mean, if you made a dragon, yeah, post about it. (laughs) No, even if I didn't, I'm posting it because that's this is just a work of art that people need to see. I guess works of art are different than like, look, guys, I'm eating penne pasta I made from the microwave. Okay, yeah, microwave doesn't count. But from I mean, like, that's just people that need to get a life. When people who are gourmands or make really good food and then post a picture, I'm like, wow, because I just failed at making pesto. So I can at least appreciate the work and the, you know, mm-hmm. wow, you did it. So... Maybe I'm okay with food posts. Yeah. I don't know. It's just me. I mean, I'm going to keep it real here. If you're posting about food and the weather and shopping for soup, you really got to get a life. And I mean that seriously. Like, go hang out with people face to face. Which brings us to our last one, which is the most important one. Social media etiquette. It is get Get off. off. Shut it down for a while. Take you don't need to be on it every day or even every week. If Take a load like off. If you do, you really need to get off. Oh, yeah. You got an addiction, which it actually is. It's been scientifically proven that likes and hearts and everything on your posts release the same endorphins from any other old addiction. So it's best to maybe step back for a little bit. And there's there's a ton I enjoy about social media. I do. Um. I don't like what Facebook is now. Had I had I known what Facebook would become, I probably wouldn't have ever had it. But I also have a ton of friends that don't live near me, and I love to see what they're doing. And and all kidding aside, a lot of your posts are wonderful, and I love seeing your thoughts. I love hearing what you think about things. I love what your favorite movies are, your music. Yeah, I mean, your, if you're if you're our friends your feelings, on Facebook, quotes, you know it. we're active. We also we turn it off. We look at our kid, just stare at our kid a lot. She's so cute. How She's could very you not? Cute. She's so amazing. And then, you know, if you're at a restaurant and there's someone across from you, just put your phone down and look at them. Talk to them. Yeah. Have a conversation. And if you're at the airport, you know, you don't have to be on your phone the whole time. Just put your phone down. Look around. It's really fun to people watch at the airport. Just the other day, I was at the gas station and uh, taking a while to pump it up and I wasn't looking at my phone. So I was looking around. I saw a guy across the way with a cool hat. I said, hey, cool hat. We had a five-minute conversation. I said, have a good one. See you later. Human interaction. Try it sometime. Speaking of conversations online, those you can be good at, like I said earlier, but you know what you should really be working on is conversations with people face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Don't lose that, especially younger people. Mm-hmm. In our day, we're we barely, I mean, barely. We barely missed it, but we were there right before. I used to have a tape player. Back in my day. My Do you know what a CD is there, young A lady? compact disc. <laughs> um, but seriously. Like, Why are old people just have a conversation? Southern. Anyway. I don't want to lose the conversation. Right. 
I don't want to lose the face-to-face. I don't want to lose the human interaction. I mean, how many people do you know? Think about it, guys. How many people do you know right now that don't talk much, don't look into you in the eye much, but if you text them something, they'll text back detailed, very wordy, huge chunks, very deep, emotional things. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to them face-to-face, nothing. Nothing. It's weird. It is strange. I've tried to understand it. I'm like, even as an introvert, I like to talk to people and hang out. I might not call you on the phone, so I do like text. But when I'm with you, I want to be able to express myself to you. And if you're thinking to yourself, if I get off social media, I'll never talk to anyone. Well, there's your problem. You need to get out more. Mm -hmm. Get a life. Find people out out in the real world. It does matter. still matters. Um, So there you go. There you go. Happy 2019, you guys. Happy 2019. Happy social mediaing. Movie recommendations. Uh, I think Glass is going to be good coming up in a couple weeks. Go watch that. You haven't even seen it yet. But you have to watch Unbreakable and Split, which are my movie recommendations. Oh, okay. Unbreakable from back in the day, 2000 and something, two or something. And then Split, which came out a couple years ago, um, are somehow interlinked. I won't tell you how. um, To a trilogy, which Glass will be out in a couple weeks. And then, anything else you want to recommend? I thoroughly enjoyed the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. I saw it several times. and wow. I And I recently watched the new Vanity Fair on Amazon Prime, and that was also delightful. If you want period pieces, I suggest those two. I did finally see Mary Poppins. It was fun. Hmm. Um, I wanted to see Overlord, but didn't get to. I'm still thinking it's part of the Cloverfield universe, but it might not be. Uh, music recommendation. We've been jamming out Jeremy Loops. Yeah. One of my favorite songs from him is Hughes of the Fall. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a mellow song. But then most of his stuff's pretty fun, like the song. Freak, which I recommended on my Facebook uh, recently, actually. I shared it. Cool. And our daughter actually um, asks for it, which is pretty cute. Because there's a part where goes, I'm a freak now. Yeah, yeah, and she goes freak now, and then she'll ask for the song. I want freak now. I want freak now. So if people like, didn't you know what she's talking song? about, they're like, "What is this little girl?" Talking? I want freak now. I want freak now. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, listen to the song. It's pretty it's fun cool. and jammy. Um. So yes, follow us on Facebook. Find us there, and then on Twitter, I am at that Chris Cloud. I'm at Natalite. You're not on Twitter much, though, are you? Not really. Well. Fans had a couple thoughts on but, Facebook. Yeah, but for I'm a on couple Twitter thoughts, I like to check stuff. If you message me, I'll see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let us know if you enjoyed this, if you want more, if you have thoughts for us to talk about. Um, and I hope you guys have a happy new year. And don't just be nice, be kind. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.